All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to the WCBC Podcast. My name is Hunter. My name's Alan. And I'm Josh. Man, I just... That was weird. Why'd I say, all right, hey, guys. Ready to go. Um, Yeah, we're... Man, I, I feel like... You know, usually when, and I'll say this, usually when life gets busy, you feel like some things would start to slow down, and I feel like our podcast is getting ready to hit fifth gear, and I'm overwhelmed yeah. to an extent. Like, I'm just so excited that, you know, we're getting good feedback of people who are listening to this and, like, realizing things, and the Lord's using this podcast to minister to others. But, you know, I, and I'll say this too, I'm just really thankful for Alan and Josh and uh, Grant. Hey, by the way, my friends who are listening, Grant's going to talk today. Grant, he can, he can speak. He's, Grant, got a, he's got a pretty speaking voice. What's good? <laughs> <laughs> Grant's, Grant's going to join us on this segment today, and we're hoping, uh, we're going to keep Grant on his toes, but we're hoping we're going to get him in and out some of these segments, because uh, Grant's learning a lot. He is a young minister. Uh, he helps here in the church a lot, and I know he preaches at a different couple places, and uh, he's a good sound guy. He's really, he's got it going on, so uh, Grant, but um, man, I was just thinking, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's overwhelming and it's so encouraging to know that, man, people are listening to this. And like I mentioned earlier, the Lord's using this, but I'm also just thankful for Alan and Josh because, man, you know, we all have three separate lives. We have three separate things going on. But when it comes to this podcast, even though life gets busy, I feel like when we come into this room, man, we are focused on God's word for as long as we get to and we go to night. But we come in here and we're focused. And I'm thankful for y'all. That we're, you- we're at that. All of us are at different points in, in our you know sanctification process. And, and we're all uh, in the same battle and we're all fighting the same fight. Yeah. But the, you said a good word. Uh, we, we pray before we start each podcast. And uh, Hunter used a good word that uh, I was listening more than I was praying. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, but he used the word intentional. And as God's mm-hmm. people, we want to be more intentional about how we explain God's Word and be intentional about when we study God's Word to seek answers and, and be intentional to try to gain yeah. gain knowledge and not just for trivial pursuit, but how do we how do we succeed in life? How do, yeah. how do we how do we portray Christ in our everyday living? How do we how do we become that? salt the, yeah. the light that peculiar people yeah and uh that's that's uh that's our goal in this podcast yeah. is to help folks and i mean this started out as like just a small idea that we felt like the lord was just like opening up out of nowhere and man god's just taking this to new levels that i, I really had no clue but that's one thing that i love about the lord and his plan is Man, he loves to do great things. You know, he takes humble people, people that are willing to serve and to spend time. And man, he just, he multiplies the ministry. Like we have it. We just come in here and talk yeah. and go through the word. And one thing I love, which last week and uh, Josh's brother dropped him off. Shout out to Jared real quick. Jared's super cool. But he was wanting to see the podcast room. And I feel like some people, <laughs> some people may have this idea of like this grand studio room. Elaborate. Yeah. And Jared, he walked in and he kind of saw the room and he's kind of like us when we walk in here. We're in. Yeah, it's 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 small. There's a lot of ladybugs, but it was just funny because like, like I said, this was just a small idea yeah. that we put inside a room that like nobody really used. And there's yellow paint on the wall, and there's ladybugs all over the place. And we've got a a, a coffee pot, you know, that sits on a stool. 
And, uh, I mean, God's just using You know what I'm saying? And it's just an awesome thing because... I think there's something growing in the copper <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I actually cleaned it. And, uh, yeah, that part's kind of not going away. It maybe even got thicker. I don't know. But mm, uh, it looks like it's, it's getting bigger. It, yeah. But it's just an awesome thing because, you know, things don't have to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to have the best things. We don't have to have the best room for the Lord to use this. You exactly know what I'm saying? Right. And exactly so... Right. Uh, but it was funny because, I mean, Jared walked in. He's like, can I see the pod? And I think Josh had already told him, like, well, it's not really a studio. But when he walked in and he was just looking around, he's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I, I know how you feel, man. <laughs> so, But we are thankful that our church supplies this room Absolutely. for us. But, yeah. uh, man, uh, um, I don't know how everybody's doing out in the world right now, all of our listeners. But, man, we pray you are blessed. We pray that you're just growing like a weed in Christ. Um, I'll, I'll share this about myself, man. I feel like this last few weeks, man, the Lord has just opened up uh, an area in my life. And I think you guys might, you'll relate to this maybe in a different aspect though. Um, the Lord has opened up a, a, a area in my life that, man, I've been working and working on and really just trying to seek the Lord in it and practicing obedience. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes when you face issues that you deal with, it becomes harder, right? Because, you, I mean, usually you just put it away because so you, you don't want to deal with it. You deal with it here and there. But, man, when you come face-to-face with your issues, it really comes alive. And you really get to see yourself for who you are. And it's like, you know, I, you know I'm saved and I belong to Christ. And it's like I have the true master that Scripture says we need to surrender to. But that doesn't mean I'm perfect. And what I love, though, is facing our issues and that's- becomes hard. But, man, don't we grow when we you get in that hard spot? That's what I like about having this platform because if you're a typical church kid like I was and, you know, the, the typical Southern Baptist that was, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not beating on the Baptist, but I'm just saying, brought to church, you know, uh, typically never touched my Bible between services, just came to church and that was it. Yeah. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard this scripture used many times. Uh, it, 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 the like a man that's beholding his image in a in a glass or in a mirror and you see the flaws and you see the things that are wrong and you see the things that need fixed and when you leave the glass you forget what you saw and i've heard that scripture used in this context where uh the altar call is being given the choir director's singing the invitations going out it's the end of the service, and the, the, all the church people are nodding their heads right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. But that scripture applies to so much more than just an event that happens on a service in church on a yeah. Sunday morning. It's so relevant. When you look in God's Word, period, even on a, in a podcast or when I'm alone by myself and I'm reading God's Word, the reality of God's Word revealing truth to me and the more I read it and the more sincere I get about it, the more humble I, and the more I desire to be like him, the more things he reveals to me. Yeah. The more I see I got to work on. And I'm thinking, man, this should be getting easier, but instead it's getting harder. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is that passionate pursuit of Christ, yeah, you'll, you, God's going to help you through some things, but he's also going to keep revealing. And he's also going to keep uh, showing you what you need to do and things that you need to work on. And, uh, uh, that process will not end until yeah. we get to heaven. Yeah. And like, when you, I looked that text up, Alan, and it says, anyone who is a hearer of the word and not a doer is like a man who intently, you know, looks in yeah. that mirror. And I started thinking, you know, when we become 
followers of Christ, man, we hear it. We look in that mirror, but like we don't stop. Yeah. Like we see ourselves for who we are. We acknowledge our struggles. We acknowledge our flaws and we present those to the Lord. We repent of those and keep seeking him. But what I love, and we may not fix it. You know what I'm saying? It may not resolve. Sanctification is not go away that time. Sanctification is a process. But when I look at this and it says, um, but he who looks in the perfect law of liberty. And that's what I love is because I'm a hearer and I try my best to be a doer. I mean, there's listen, there, there are things in my life that God has revealed to me in the last few weeks that I've heard my whole life, but I really I haven't acted on it as much as I should. And God's convicted me of that. And now I'm at the point where I look in the mirror, I see, okay, this is what God's law says. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, don't commit adultery. Don't do that. When you go through the Bible and you see, and this is an example of what God's restrictions, what God's standard is for sexual morality. You have to look at that and accept it when yep. you fail. You have to look at it and say, this is what I've done. This is who I am. But see, the thing is, is when someone sees that and they walk away from it, they're forgetting what they look like. They forget God's standard. Exactly. We have to keep looking into it. But what I love is we look into God's standard. We see that we're failures. We see that we've flawed. But then you know what? Then we look at that perfect law of liberty that Christ mm-hmm. gave us, the freedom that we have. Yeah. And it's literally like, okay, God, this is who I am. But thank God, because I've been saved through Christ, I'm forgiven of this. Forget. And I can turn from this. I yep. can confess it and continue on. And so there's a beautiful thing about, I mean, literally examining yourself yeah. to see whether you be For, the fa- to look at yourself frequently. And I'm not. I'm play, don't get me wrong. I am in no wise, no means, no how, uh, trying to diminish the value of a God's man standing in God's pulpit delivering God's message and a and a, and a gospel invitation. That's very important, and it's it's holy. I think that uh, uh, that uh, a lot of times God moves in those times and, and draws people to a place of repentance, and it's valuable. But I also think it's valuable one on one. Myself and God's word and the yes. Holy Spirit convicting me yes. and me and being obedient is, in that point in time. Absolutely. And you just hit the nail on the head with that because, yes, Sunday is very important and all of that happening. But we also need that one-on-one in yeah. our life. Every and day. we need to fall under that same conviction and that yeah. same reflection yeah. at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday because that at that moment, the Lord puts something on us that we need to deal with. And it's just us and Him. Yeah. You know, in the time of prayer, the time of being in the Word alone. And that's the thing. Like So this past week, that's one of the things that came to my head was, you know, too many times I look back at my failures and I get a bur- sense of burden, guilt. Yeah. You know, I've messed up. I've messed up. But then there's times that God lets you know that he's still, you're still his child. Yes. Because at that time when you're feeling like, man, I've done this and I've done that and I've done this, you get that little moment of hope that you see his goodness and yeah. his grace that he's pouring out on you. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you your child says something to you Come or on. a co-worker says something to you and you just sit there and you're like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. You know, because, yes, I have failed you. But, you know, we continue to strive. Yeah. And that's why it's key that we do focus on yeah. God yeah. and put our focus on Christ at all times yeah. throughout our week. It's a big deal, man. Yeah. It's, it it's huge. It's huge. And I, it's even like, you know, Last night, um, Haley and I, I were on our way home, and well, I was taking her home, and I was going to go home. And uh, I was telling her about a dream I had a few nights ago about, you know, my, my dad died in my dreams, and then he came back to life, and it was crazy. But, you know, I started talking to her about, you know, the realization of separation is tough for a human to go through. 
And we talked about that. Man, you know, I was sitting there and I was just dwelling on it and I was thinking about it. And then it's almost like my thoughts just went towards the Lord about a fear of being separated. And, you know, that's what brings a lot of people to salvation. But, see, a lot of people don't realize once you're saved, you're never separated from Christ again. Absolutely, You belong to Him. But if you let sin in your life, man, it can break things up. It, it can literally put a blockade. You know, that's why some people, and I've been there before, um, I'll say amen to that, that they're like, you know, I feel like God's far away. I, I feel like, I can, and it's not that, it's just you might have something between you regarding iniquity in your heart the and, Bible's very plain about and it. he chastens his children yeah. he convicts his children he lets his children know and that's what i love about what josh just said like it's those moments i mean that was the last time on the drive home and i was so overwhelmed by my love towards my earthly father that it's almost like god was like well think about how much better i am to you and that's the beautiful thing about these moments that we get with the lord and uh i, I think this kind of leads in grant you got anything on that segment before we keep going? Dude, I feel weird because I'm always the sound guy. So I don't really talk much. So I sit here and I watch and I'm watching. I'm like, Lord's been telling me, say something, say something. So I'm going to say something. Uh, you talked about the uh, verse about being a hearer and not a doer. Yeah. And uh, I think about in my life where I have been a lot of a hearer and not hear of the word, of hear of what a man says. And, uh, it's been recent in my life where Pastor Jason, you, and uh, some other folks really corrected me because of a man that I followed, or a man of faith, or a Christian, or you know, a podcast dude, a preacher, whatever. Now I'm thinking, okay, he's a Christian. He knows what he's talking about. And then here I am reciting this uh, in a message or saying what he said in a conversation, and I'm corrected, and I'm getting upset. I mean, I don't act out towards it. I'm, I'm, I'm upset uh, internally, mentally, whatever, and I'm thinking— Okay, and we I just listened to this podcast again uh, this past week at work about the intellectual, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, I have all these thoughts intellectually of how, how a man's supposed to be a Christian and all this other stuff, and then God really, really, really convicted me. It's like, okay, you always want to listen to this, you want to listen to that, you want to listen to so-and-so, and you think they got it. What if you open the Word and you just do it by yourself? You listen to me, you listen to me. Yeah. And that's where I've been at, you know, uh, it's kind of like a, you know, we talk about the sanctification process all the time. It's like I've been growing in that, but ever since I've been doing it on my own and studying out from my own and quit listening to people, uh, not listening, not, you know, entirely, but, you know, picking and choosing. Uh, but it's like it's all restarted. Well, it's, it's, it's slower. It's more, uh, I'm more dedicated. I'm more open, you know, rightfully, I guess you can put it. So. Well, I appreciate your honesty because that's, that's the, 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 the eunuch that uh, Philip Philip yeah spoke with he he was reading me like man you understand well, how do I understand somebody teach me there was, there's a there's a need initially to be taught and you're kind of dependent but there's a, also a point in your life in the sanctification process where I'm not waiting on somebody spoon feed me I'm taking a little bit of initiative on my own and I'm getting out there and I'm reading so I appreciate you Grant for 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 getting in there and studying and understanding that man that Holy Spirit teacher that lives within inside of us is the most important uh, element to growing and maturing and because being familiar with God when God speaks is one thing but then being obedient to that voice and following that voice is also a pivotal point and yeah now then I'm it's it's helping me to carry out God's God's plan for my life now yeah I'm listening and following yeah. his instructions yeah 
and I feel like too, like, um, and I'm not that much older than Grant, but like, you know, I, I remember a couple years ago, you know, here, here's a tip. You, if, if your pastor looks at you and you ask him a question and all he does is give you a Bible verse and an answer, you might have a good pastor because they're challenging you to go study it on your own. And I'll never forget, you know, coming around with questions and that's all I got was Bible verses. And I was like, well, why won't you tell me? He's like, cause it's not my job. You know, he's like, I'll teach you things, right? That is my job. He said, but I'm not going to sit here and spoon feed you, you know, spoon feed you. And I was like, yeah, I was like, man. And at first I was like, dang it. Why does he keep doing this? Why can't he not just give me the answers I want? But I value that now because I've studied it. But man, when you get into text and I mean, you look at being a hearer and a doer, you, I mean, really you think about hearing something and then doing it now you know i'm not perfect nobody's perfect we you know nobody can keep the commandments perfectly except christ but you know it's like paul said you know he's like sort of the the commandments are they bad he's like no they're actually holy to an extent because we see god's standard we see his law we see all these things but what i love is man you really don't grow or get to a place of uh, going upward or forward until you get to a place of honesty, like Grant just That's talked it. about. Honesty. I mean, being honest with yourself, and it's like, you know, the Lord's been wearing me out because, you know, sometimes it's easy to stand, especially as a young guy. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of illustrate it sometimes of like, um, it's almost like, you know, being a gun that has no aim. You're just all up, you know, going. It, it's easy to do that as a young guy sometimes when it comes to Scripture. But, man, it's like, you know, God's been on me because he's like, listen, you know my standard, but yet there's things you don't keep sometimes. There's things you fail at. He said, and then it's like the Lord got to hold me last week. And he was like, how many times have you taught on this and told others not to do it? (laughs) And I was like, man, I felt so unworthy at the moment because I thought, Lord, I'm not even worthy enough to even teach this anymore. I I mean, really, being honest, I saw how unworthy I was. But what I love is, you know, when God sees me, he doesn't see Hunter for himself. He sees Christ's blood. You know, when you think about the Passover, that blood coming over the doorframe, he sees that. And I understand that. But, man, what a humbling moment to really look at being a hearer and a doer and thinking, man, I need to see what God's Word says. I need to do it and apply it. And it's like... I read in a book this last week about there's a lot of people who seek mere perfection and then there's a lot of people who just seek wanting to be obedient to God. And when you get to the point of wanting to be obedient to God, you're a hearer and a doer, but now you're thinking about where Jesus was saying, don't be a hypocrite. If you're going to teach something, you need to do it yourself. And now it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And we've talked about this, and guys, please, I hope that uh, my lack of a large vocabulary doesn't mess this up because i tell you what, when you we talk about things about salvation, that's that's different because there's nothing we can do. Right. It's all God. It's all He all He done. Our Absolutely, easy. it's yeah. faith. There's no actions has nothing to do with. It. But because of that faith and because of that salvation and because of what happened in our life, now we get into what we're talking about the, right now in yeah. this podcast. You, you you you're you're being molded like that clay on the potter's wheel. When you see yourself in the mirror, you're not just hearing the word. And ignoring it. you see yourself and you see what's wrong you see the calic in your hair and you see the things that maybe there's something on your nostril and you know you know walk away and forget about it and you got that hanging out of your nose and you, somebody was, you saw it you didn't fix it it's the listing it's the sensitivity of the holy spirit that makes us more christ-like mm-hmm. and uh man a lot of this is this is encouraging stuff to me because uh as, as long as i've been saved uh the fact that god still speaks to me the fact that i still have 
a, a relationship with him and the ability to, to mess up and yeah. make mistakes, uh, all that's still present. Yeah. But the fact that, man, alive, I, I, I love him and I want to be in the center of his will and I want to be right with him and have a good standing with him. I want him to be in a position where I'm not a, a reproach. and I'm a help to somebody yeah. else. Uh, all those things are things that keep me moving yeah. forward. And hopefully if you're listening today, we can say something or do something uh, that can encourage you. Yeah. And uh, I'll say this, and then I'll, I'm going to pass it to Josh because I know you're going to you're gonna go off of this. You know, um, it, I started thinking, you know, when you get into certain things in scriptures, there comes a point where when it comes to your salvation, you get to, I mean, you mature in a sense. Because I know some people struggle with their salvation. But see, here's the issue. Today, we're not talking about the issue of struggling with salvation. We're talking about struggling with holiness. Correct. And, and I mean, there's a huge difference because, you know, you got to nail down your profession. I mean, it's like our pastor preached this morning about how sin revived. Paul said, sin revived and I died. So come to the point where sin becomes so real to you that you understand that you're in need of a Savior. So after you put your faith in Christ, right, you've been saved. Now it's that you're not struggling with your salvation. Now it's more you're struggling with holiness, right? Because when you get into Galatians 5, we're instructed to walk in the Spirit. You know, Jesus told us to be hearers and doers. So now it's an issue of holiness. So, Josh, I'm going to throw this to you. And then Alan just got it really excited, too. So I know this is about to go. So, Josh, when we look at this, talking about being a hearer, a doer, trying to do better, as Grant was talking about, how, I mean, when it comes to the struggle of holiness, I mean, how should a Christian view that? You know, they struggle with it, they're holy, you know, they're walking in the Spirit, they fail. I mean, how do we go about that when we look at it? Well, so we go about it, like you said. So you said that, you know, the salvation has already been justified. We are, we've nailed that down. We are saved. Now it's a matter of we are striving to become more Christ-like on a daily. Yeah. That is every single day, every moment, we're trying to become Christ-like. We will fail. It is inevitable because we still have the human flesh. So we are going to fail. We're going to have those moments that we, in, in, either by intention or not, be separate from Christ because of our actions. The thing is, is that when we strive to be more like Christ and to seek him in in through scripture through prayer it's not and this is one of the things that kind of kind of upsets me is that you know people want to take what you're doing and try to put legalism and tie you to a legalist well you're being legalistic because you don't have to do this no I'm not being legalistic because I'm not talking about salvation or you earning anything I'm talking about living more of a sanctified life and pleasing Christ I'm not doing it because I have to I'm doing it because I want to yeah. I don't bring my wife flowers because I have to I do it because I, I want, want to. to I'm showing love and by being obedient to the word of God I'm not doing it because I have to I'm doing it because I, I love want, him. Yeah. And I'm thankful for the salvation that he yeah. gave me is a gift. So I'm going to throw this right back at you. What I got so excited about when, when I never talked. It's not about struggling with salvation or earning salvation or doing something to obtain no. favor in God's eyes. But this is this is the question I've got. By not being in a passionate pursuit of God's sanctification process and getting in there getting engaged and listening to the holy spirit and beholding your image in the glass and fixing what you see do you think it might be why so many babes in christ struggle with security struggle with salvation struggle with have i got what i say i've got am i lost am i saved well i don't know because they they stay in that 
position of disobedience to yes. the Holy Spirit and sanctification and don't progress. Yeah, and, uh, and there's too many times that the message of grace, and I'm not downplaying grace one bit, but where grace covers all to the point to where it doesn't matter. You continue living your sinful life because grace is going to cover you. You can do what you want to do, act how you want to act, because grace has you covered. And that's the sad thing about it. But earlier there was a comment made about Grant was talking when he said that he listens to different people. The thing about it is, is that we can listen and we will. But always keep in mind that all they are doing is sharing the word of God. And that's why we need to be thankful that we have our own copy. Because we can sit there word for word and follow him and be like, hey, hold on, brother. What, What about the verse, this verse? You know, and that's the thing is that he's given us all the tools. So when we're sitting there listening, just because, and not only that, so the man is telling you, this is what you got to do. You know, this is the way that you are live a holy life. And then wait a minute, two weeks goes by and he's found doing the thing that yeah. he preached about. Yeah. Well, that's why we don't put in our faith in him. We're putting our faith in Christ right. and the word of God says, that's what's the key, you know, and I mean, that stumbled me up for a long time. Me too. Is that, you know, I would put too much weight in a man and then I'd see them struggle and or see them fall. And then I'm like, well, if they can't do it, there's no hope for me because they're 10 times the man I am. Right. You know, so, and that's the thing. But like I says, when I finally got into the word of God for myself and quit putting that focus on that, that's when you truly get to see who Christ yeah. is and the work that was done. And you start coming because early on I chose salvation. I chose to live a, you know, that's what I, I, it was all me. Yeah. I just seen Hunter get fired up. And then it's like, you start reading <laughs> and then you realize you had, I I realized I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Nothing of it. And like, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about a few things, but uh, you know, you all are talking about like the salvation and holiness and all these things and people who struggle, you know what I'm saying? But listen to this text, man. I heard a preacher say this, not this weekend, but the last weekend. And man, it's rocked my world. Listen, listeners, it's rocked my world. And I get excited when I say that because if you are a struggling Christian, if you're struggling with your faith, if you're struggling with your life, man, if if you'll just get into the Word of God and, and listen, you know, to sound preaching or sound teaching, or you'll take time to just get into the Word of God, you're going to find some peace because God offers us peace. And when I looked at this text in 2 Peter chapter 1, and I'm telling you, I, I love this. So Paul, or Peter says this, he says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly, brotherly affection with love. So I want to pause here. So Paul, when he says, for every effort, supplement. He's saying, add these things to your, practice these things. And he says, uh, virtue. So that that means good moral living, right? Making good decisions, all right? Look here, knowledge. Knowledge of the scripture. That's what he's talking about. Then you add self-control to that. Then you add patience to self-control. Then you add godliness to patience. Then you add brotherly affection to godliness. And he's given us all these characteristics, right? So, but look here in verse 8. He said, for these, if these qualities are yours and are increasing, keyword, increasing, not decreasing, not staying stagnant. He says, increasing, growing. They keep you from being ineffective 
or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's talking to believers. And I love that because he's saying if you'll practice these few qualities, right? We learn about a lot of things from the Word of God. Jesus taught multiple things. But Peter's highlighted these. He says if you're increasing and growing in these, they will keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful. Being like a knot on a log. That's what he's saying. He's saying you will grow, you will prosper in your faith, and you won't become uninfected. Look at your uninfected. Good night. Look here in verse 9. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. And you look at this, right? Exactly and Peter, Peter has identified what discipleship and growth looks like spiritually. I mean, he's literally laid it all out. And when I when the preacher read this text, I thought, I've never heard that. I've never read through Peter. So what did I do in the next few days? I read through both epistles of Peter. So I'm looking at this text and I'm breaking these words down and I'm like, okay, good moral living. Like all of us, right? We have a good moral, lit- we need to make these decisions, we need to do this, okay? But then you get to knowledge, especially biblical knowledge. If you're not in the Word of God, you're not going to know how to add that to your morality of how you live. And if you don't add God's Word and God's standards to your morality, well, then you might just become a moralist and decide things for yourself. But then, once you do get the knowledge of God and you add that to your decisions and you focus on that for your good moral living, and then you get to that second, the third one, self-control. How many people struggle with self-control? I'll be the first one to say, I struggle with self-control. And you go through this list, but what I love is Peter saying this. He says, if you lack in these areas, then you are nearsighted and you're blind and you've forgotten how cleansed you are from your former sins. And that's why people struggle with their faith because they don't have people pushing them, discipling them, showing them the Word of God, teaching them the Word of God, as the eunuch said. And when you don't have discipleship, and here we go, you don't have an initiative to go study things on your own like Josh and Grant have talked about, then you're just going to be a knot on the log. And you might get what Peter said. He's like, listen, don't forget these things because if you do, you might start fully forgetting what did Jesus say in Revelations to the first church. He said, you have forgotten your first, first love. love. Yep. And you look at this, and Peter says, Therefore, brothers, be all more diligent to confirm your calling and election. Make sure you're even saved if, you can't, if you're struggling that bad. He says, For... Uh, If you practice these qualities, you will never fall. Now, he's not saying you'll never sin. He's talking about your salvation. Now, now, Peter's not saying you're going to lose your salvation, but he's saying this. He said, once you're saved and you commit these things, right, you practice these things, he said it will help you not get to a place where what? You become what he just said above. You forget things, and you almost become uh, ineffective in all these things. And I love that. But then look here. He said, in verse 12, he said, Therefore I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth of them. I think it right, as long as I am in body, to stir you up by way of reminder. And that's what Peter's saying. He's like, I'm stirring. I'm going to keep reminding you that, man, you've got to put these qualities on so that way you can be effective, you can grow, and you won't get to the point where you start struggling with your salvation. And we all need that. I mean, it's from time to time we all get complacent. We all get satisfied. We all get maybe tired or burnt out or whatever you want to call it. And we need somebody to come by and give us a good shot in the shorts and say, hey, get up, get back to work. <laughs> get smack in the mouth. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and understand, you know, you know what God's expectations is of you, for you. And it's time that you start uh, committing yourself to him and being passionate about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. 
And I mean, and it's like, you know, everybody's wanting answers, right? Everybody wants the pastor to fix their issues. Everybody wants the minister to give them exactly the little remedy they need. And I love that that pastor preached on this, and I thought it was great. But you know what made it more effective? You know where it really impacted me? When I got alone. Yep. And man, I got this word out, and I started going through it, and I started praying over it. And man, the Lord stuck it out like a sore thumb. He said, you've got to practice your self-control. You struggle with this. And I started thinking about my life, how sometimes, right, I've been so uh, insensitive, right, to self-control. Like you, even the fruits of the Spirit, when I'm self-control, and I'm sitting here thinking, man, the Holy Spirit of God lives within me. Christ lives within me. And I have an opportunity to be a hearer and a doer. But here's the thing. If I won't practice self-control and be obedient, and make the decisions I need to make, I'll be ineffective. And I'll literally be like a knot on the log. You simple ones, how long will you live in simplicity? I mean, you read that in the Bible. And so that's where I'm saying, and I'm trying to encourage our believers who are listening to this. Listen, I read this text. Listen, I've been doing ministry since I was 18 years old. Not always in the church and other places. I've been studying, I've been doing all these things. And I'm still young, right? But here I am, I'm 23 years old, and I have for the first time in my life, found a passage of scripture I've never read. And do you know what happened? God did a huge conviction on my life about what I need to practice more. And so I'm sitting here thinking, man alive, if I would get into this word more, you know how many places I'd find? You know how many little Eastern, you know, little nuggets I would find that would benefit my life? And so it's challenged me to study more. But man, when I come across something to really, really soak it in, I mean, so, I mean, here's another one, right? You get over where Jesus teaches about looking upon a woman. You commit adultery in your heart, right? You commit anger in your heart, all these things. And you look at that, and this last week, man, I was just sitting in that. And I thought, you know, how many times in my life have I thought, you know, well, I haven't done this, and I haven't done this. But then I look at what Jesus said. He's like, you do it in your mind, you've already done it in your heart. Guilty. Angry, lust. I mean, you could go like coveting over things. I mean, you can go down the list. And that's where now, when I look at this text of self-control, and I think back to a few weeks ago, pay closer attention. And man, I'm telling you, I've just been thinking about when Jesus was talking about these things, these thoughts, and all. We, and I'm like analyzing. I'm like, you know, Lord, you're right. I need to do better at this. I, when you know these vain imaginations come up, I need to bring them in captivity and into obedience to Christ, as Corinthians teaches us. And here's the thing. Everything that we have just talked about falls back to those, that key statement being a hearer and a doer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christ said, he's like, you're hearing a doer, you build on solid foundation. You don't, it's like building a house on sand. And when hard times and things come, that house is going to collapse because there's no sense of foundation. And, you know, I, I hope our listeners are encouraged by this because this is a, just opinion. This is scripture, but not only that, this is a life experience we're talking about. I mean, Grant opened up, we've all opened just about how, man, when you let scripture examine you and you look into that mirror and you say all right god this is what it is and i'm not gonna walk away from this i'm gonna look it dead in the face and i'm gonna pray and i'm gonna practice self-control i'm gonna be obedient and i'm you know it's even like to say you know when we talk about uh, a righteous anger right that scripture talks about uh, uh, an anger where we can remain righteous and remain sinless and you look at this right there's only one way that we can truly be angry and still be righteous is when we view things the way God views it. 
And that's where my prayer for myself this last week was, God, I know your standard and your view of sin and how you hate sin. I pray that you would help me get to that point where I have a hatred towards my sins. And a lot of people hear the word hate and they're like, we're not supposed to hate. And I'm sitting here thinking, guys, I hate sin. I hate what it does to my life. I hate how, you know, it kept me blind till one day God saved me from a place of darkness. I hate how, you know, it wants to come and it wants to hurt my relationships and it wants to hurt ministry and it wants to hurt my relationship with God. But not only do I have a hatred towards sin, but I have a hatred towards the enemy that tries to influence us through temptation and through sin. And we've got to remember, man, we've got an enemy that's out there. But we have to stand strong and be hearers and doers of the word. Guys, do y'all have anything else on that before we... No, just the one thing that... Go ahead, Josh. What I was thinking about while you were talking about that is, you know, it, it is very much easy for us to sit and look at others around us. You know, I mean, by the time we come into this world, I mean, go to start school, everything's on a graded system. Yeah. And then, you know, so you, you start getting to that place to where you start looking at others. And like you said, you know, I don't do this. I don't do this. We have that checklist of, you know, things that, you know, and then you you hit those stories, you know, where where Jesus came upon the uh, lady that was caught in adultery, you know. And, mm, John and he, 8. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hey, any of you guys go ahead, cast, you know, and it says that they still just all walked away. And you start thinking about, you know, j- just how wretched all of us truly are when it comes when we stand before god you know and look just comparing ourselves to him and if we truly have the things that christ talks about and the attributes and the qualities instead of casting a judgmental thought or a judgmental stance if anything so we know that they're into this sin and we know that they're involved deep so instead of standing from afar saying i can't believe they're doing this are we coming alongside them to grab yeah. them and say, hey, listen, I know you're wrong. You know you're wrong because the word of God has stated it. Not because I'm telling you. Yeah. The word of God's telling us both. And you know the word. Yeah. And lifting them up and pulling them out of the mud and the mire, yeah. you know, to, to bring them to that place. Or are we just sitting back and scoffing and looking and being like, well, you know what? That's not, I'm just yeah. glad I'm not involved in yeah. that. And that's a sad place to be. Yeah. Because when we are to be a true witness... At all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we need to be seeking him. Yeah. And care less what people think or viewing yeah. us as. And you've really got to have, I mean, you got to have the right mindset and the right heart set towards going to somebody. Yes. I mean, it's even like the other day, you know, I had an opportunity where I wanted to correct uh, one of my brothers in Christ. And I yeah. wanted to say something to him. Yeah. I want to say, brother, I, I know this is what's going on. But as much as I wanted to say something, you know what the Lord reminded me of? He said, boy, don't you have your problems too. Mm -hmm. And I was humbled because it showed me, you know, I can't go to someone with the mentality of I'm better. Right, that judgmental. Or the mentality of, well, I've mastered that. Mm -hmm. Because you always have to remember, man. Now let me fix you. Yeah, Yeah. and because that's the thing. We're not the standard. Right. Christ is the standard. Yes. You know, we when we start talking about this concept and we work into our topic that we're going to talk about today, which is the yeah. spiritual gifts, uh, man, it is so... Maybe. <laughs> so maybe, 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 maybe we'll get there. But this really ties in because uh, uh, that wisdom yeah. or, or faith, either one, uh, uh, 
Uh, I've got some scripture of James chapter 1. If, if I could read it right quick and starting at verse 2. Go says, for it. My brother counted all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And let patience have in her perfect work that you may be perfect and tired and wanting nothing. If you like any man like wisdom, let him ask. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about being effective and you're talking about being in a, in a, in a place where God can use you, being perfect or are they living a perfect life there's only one that done that yeah but when you find yourself in a in, in different types of situations for man alive this is stressful man alive this is hard man alive this is difficult yeah. that's the trying of your faith and it yes. works it works out patience yes. in your life yeah and it teaches you how to react and how to and be that dependent. like preaching 120 years to yeah. say, and, faith and, and how to be dependent yes. upon god yeah yes. less dependent upon ourselves yes yeah and, and, and all those things work uh, as far as gifting of the saints yeah and the equipping of the church man is some of those things man you may be somewhere in your spiritual life where you have no idea what your spiritual gift is that working of your faith and patience and, and, and living life yeah. is a natural process of God exposing you to where he wants you. Yeah. Grant, you said you had something. Oh, yeah. Uh, to me, on the outside looking in, it would seem like we're bashing people. Or y'all are bashing people. I ain't said nothing. But uh, until now. Uh, it sounds like, you know, if you don't have the open mindset when you listen to stuff like this, it might seem like y'all or we are beating them up. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that. But I, I would encourage you to look at it as an encouragement because I think of it this way. Uh, I'm big into, you know, socializing with people. And when I come in here uh, until now, I just sit and I just listen. I soak it all up. And then I started to think, uh, you know, me and Hunter always text. I'm always saying scripture. What's this mean? What's this mean? And sometimes you don't answer. And that's probably my sign to go figure it out my myself. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on shots, but it's like I start to think about I'm, Hunter's not accounted for me. Josh is not accounted for me. Al is not accounted for me. No, and my stepdad's not accounted for me. When we get to heaven, we are accounted for ourselves. So if we don't uh, uh, look at it upon ourselves, we don't dive in on ourselves. It's nobody else's fault but our yeah. own. So it's just I, I just want to encourage people to dive in because when it gets to the point where you know, I'm I'm all about unity. I don't yeah. I don't I don't like the, the denomination stuff. Um, I don't I don't like it. And I found myself here lately asking why. Why do they do this? Or where do they find this? Or whatever. And it's like once you get to studying more uh, and you start talking to people outside of your denomination, whatever you want to call it, and don't believe the same things that you do, uh, conversation happens. And if you've been studying, if you've been uh, doing what you're supposed to do, uh, the conversation happens. And it's not that uh, it's a he said, she said, bastion or whatever. Uh, you're edifying each other. You're lifting each other up. You're showing why you believe this or why you believe that in the right context. And I'm all about, like I said, unity. And that's, uh, that's all it's about to me is that uh, if we can all sit down, exclude our practices, exclude this, exclude that, and we just get down to the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, and we all come to that, I think would be better off. I agree. I think if a lot of people would uh, would take time and apply themselves in study, you would have more unity. Because when you... I mean, it's like I've had conversations with some people, and it's not that I'm smarter than them or I'm better than them. It's just I've took time to study, and I'll start talking to them, and they're so influenced by tradition or this is how we've always done it or opinion 
that man, it creates division, but if two people would come together over the word of God correctly, there's nothing to argue about because you agree over what God says, not what we have to say. And, you know, Grant, I really think you, you hit it on the head because, like, when you look at denominations, and, man, we, if we haven't talked about it, we've never talked about it. We've talked about it and hit it on the head about when you talk about denomination and division and all of these things. And, you know, I, I just think it's one of those things that I think we all could nitpick. Man-made. Man-made, extra things, yeah. second-level things. But when you get down to the, the meat of it, right, it's about Christ. Now, if somebody comes in... If somebody comes in and they want to preach another Christ, well, we can have some conversation over that because I know people that I've had to divide with because they will not view Christ the same way that Scripture portrays Christ. And, you know, I mean, I think Grant hit it too. You know, our listeners, we hope you guys are encouraged by this because by no means do we come from a level of, like, swatting everybody with a stick. I think it's just one of those things that, and let me say this, Alan read the text out of First James, and when you look at that, man, it takes experience to gain that wisdom. You've got to be in a place where you call upon the Lord for wisdom and for uh, a knowledge from Him to be able to see how you need to do something, but then after, do it over, do it over, and then apply it to others. Because, you know, I've heard um, elderly men, my elder men, deacons, whoever else, I've heard them say something, I'll be like, that's the wisest thing I've ever heard. But then sometimes one of my peers that's been through it, man, I mean, really, they've been through it, and God has delivered them. You start talking to them, and the next thing you know, you have heard something wise, and it takes experience. And, you know, uh, when you look at this gift of wisdom, and I think this does tie in, we'll hit faith next week, it really does tie in because... You know, the reason we talk so passionately about things in here is because we're looking at our experiences in this life and trying to pass on a wisdom to someone who may have not experienced it yet. Like when you, when you, when someone's at the place, right, where they're young and they're not studied up, if I had any wisdom to share, it would be an experience of not studying, not applying myself, and to share that with them. And so when you look at the gift of wisdom, I think it's one of those things that like, man, you're going to meet people in this life. I mean, when I think of wisdom, I think about Solomon. I mean, he asked for it. God said, I'll give you one thing. And Solomon says, I want wisdom. I want knowledge. Man, he had it. He wrote Song of Solomon. He wrote uh, Ecclesiastes. Then you start reading Proverbs, and it's just full full of wisdom. And so there are men that man and women that have that gift, but when you look at it, I think it's one of those things too that some young believers I don't think they fully get it that they have a wisdom they can pass on until they grow and they start maturing. I'm going to try to share something and hopefully uh I can do it without getting too tore up because when you take knowledge and and wisdom and things that'll help you uh be a more sanctified Christian. There's things that you can learn from listening to a podcast. And there's th- things that you can learn from listening mm-hmm. to a counsel of a wise person. I'm old school. My daddy was old school. And he taught me there's two ways to learn. There's an easy way and there's a hard way. When you're hard-headed like I am, let me tell you, listeners, why you don't want to backslide on God. Because there's things that you'll learn in a backslidden condition that you'll never forget. There's things that you'll experience and you'll go through Amen. that God will teach you and sanctify you if you're his that will stick with you the rest of your life. So there's an easy way to learn. 
And that's to apply yourself and read God's word and believe it is true. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, it's it's one of those things that like someone with no life experience, no life lesson, no, you know, you've had to walk in the shoes, you know what I'm saying? You don't, it's like, I'll say it like this. When I when I first really started preaching, right, I went to places, I was invited to places, and I was, I was hard-headed in a sense. I was wanting to go in there with my water pistol and let everybody have it. But I started thinking, man, I can't preach on a lot of things. And someone might be thinking, well, why? Well, here's why. I had no experience. I had no experience and I wasn't studied up. But man, when I started going through some things, right, and the Lord just started giving me wisdom and showing me things, and I really started walking. Now I can talk on a, a few more subjects. Why? Because I've went through it and I've lived through it. And it's even like, and I'm just saying this, it's even like when you start talking about denomination. Man, I just keep thinking about that. You bring that up and you get people who get tore up. I mean, tore up. Because this is how things are. This is how it is. And I'm saying this, and I promise you, I'm saying this out of love. If you are immature, you can get tore up over the smallest things. A lot of people, you know, ask about denomination and all this stuff. And it's like, the reason I go here is because of the biblical stance this church takes. Actually, the reason we do this podcast, it's in the name of this church. Therefore, it's in the names of the doctrines that we believe in. And that's why I go here. But when you look at the gift of wisdom and you look at people who achieve wisdom and they learn things and they see things, man, they have an opportunity to pass things off and pass things down. And that's where you can hear it from here. You can hear it from a pulpit. You can hear it from a Sunday school room. I'll tell you this. We have a man, a guy in this church that he is a blessing and I love him to death. But I heard him pray a prayer last week. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, such a simple prayer revealed so much to me, so much wisdom, and he doesn't even know it. And so that that's why when you look at all the things that we've talked about today, I think that's where we're coming. It's coming from a place of experience, and it's coming from a place of, you know, when Paul talks about spiritual things in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, spiritual knowledge, He's saying, only God gave it. He revealed to us the hidden secrets that have been hidden for the ages. And that's where when you look at what God reveals, you know, he said, the Bible says man's wisdom is folly to God. What man thinks and what man's claim, it's stupidity. It's foolishness to God. But when you look at a godly wisdom, like when you look at all spiritual blessings come from above, you look at the things that Christ gives us um, through the Spirit. Man, when God teaches you a life-learning lesson, that is a perfect knowledge that you are receiving from a perfect God. And that's like, there's been times in my life where I've seen things, I've been taught things, I've said under things, or sometimes, man, I've had to go through an experience. But when God comes alongside you after, right, and you look in the Word of God, and He reveals something to you, He shows you how to handle something, and you receive wisdom, uh, Paul said, that's spiritual. Spiritual things have to be spiritually discerned. And, man, I think if there's anything worth saying today that, you know, kind of goes with this gift of wisdom and this knowledge and all these things that God gives us, man, it's one of those things that you've got to go through some things. 
You got to experience some things. But when I listen to Josh and when I listen to Alan, because they're older than me, and I'm not making jokes, they literally are. Man, they've taught me a lot because they've shared to me what's taking place in their lives, how they've struggled with this, how they went through this, how, you know, they had to study this and God showed them they were wrong. And they're passing wisdom down to me and Grant as younger men. And I know we have an opportunity to sit here and speak with them. But I will tell you this. Man, you can learn a lot if you just quit talking sometimes. And that's what I find myself doing in here. And I feel like people can be encouraged by this, a Sunday school lesson, so many things in this life. If we will listen to Scripture, if we will hear the Word, and then we will do it. But, as Alan said... When James said, you're going through trial, you're going through temptation, you lack wisdom, call on the one that gives it. And I, I think that verse really wraps up when you look at this gift yeah. of wisdom. Second Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verse number 7 says, But the, uh, we speak of the wisdom of God in the mystery. It is uh, the hidden wisdom. And uh, the people in this world think it's foolish. They'll never understand it. And things of God have to be uh, spiritually discerned and uh, that Holy Spirit that's leader and teacher that lives within us is so crucial and we need to be so dependent on it so sensitive to it absolutely and like when you look at this faith or this faith this spiritual gift um, and this is another thing I love too and what I mean literally what Alan just did listen to this word of wisdom you know when you get to first Corinthians 12 8 indicates I mean, really, when someone shares wisdom, right, you're receiving it from the Word, right? You're reading it from the Word. But usually wisdom is passed through audibly. Someone's talking. Someone's sharing something. When I love this, look here. In the New Testament, wisdom is most often used of the ability to understand God's Word and His will and to skillfully apply the understanding to our lives. And that's what we're saying. I mean... You know, me and Grant, we can talk about being hearers and doers. Why? Because, man, God's got a hold of us, and we understand what God's Word calls us to. But here's the thing. Grant and I are not sharing our own wisdom. We're sharing God's wisdom. Exactly that's right. found within yeah. God's Word. And you took a look at the earthly, uh, uh, carnal look at wisdom, and it's like, well, he's smart. Man, that guy, he's got it figured out. He's smart. But the biblical definition of wisdom is the proper application of knowledge it's more than just having knowledge yes how do you apply that knowledge how do you use that knowledge that's wisdom that's what makes you wise. experience applied and that's where you know we can talk about that but because we've experienced it but you know alan what you just read spiritually right that verse came to you and you shared that you have an understanding a knowledge of that so you see god's wisdom that's been hidden to all ages and the normal man says is stupid Mm -hmm. but we're sitting here saying man this wisdom that is within this word is more valuable than money, than gold, than anything else. Or, you know, Josh was talking about when we listen to others preach, right? We've, we've got to be able to study that on our own. You can only speak of that because people have heard your testimony here about how you sat under this denomination and this and this and this. And then when you got in the Word yourself, it was clear as a bell. Josh can speak of that because he's understood the Word, he's applied it, and now he can pass God's wisdom along. Absolutely. And I think this, I think the wisest man will be a man who shares God's wisdom. Right there. Because you can look at fortune cookies. You can look at Muhammad. You know, all all these guys. The earth is like, man, these are the wisest men to ever live. This is the wisest woman to ever live. And if you actually look at the concepts they're teaching or the the things that they're trying to pass along, yeah, they didn't get that from themselves. 
all that was before them from the Word of God. Yep. And and I'm telling you, um, this has just been so... I mean, literally, it's like this circle we've been running in this podcast has now completed. Because everything we've talked about today is an understanding of Scripture that can be applied to daily lives and spoken and passed on. And that's what wisdom is, a spoken exactly word of wisdom. And so... Um, Man, I, I feel encouraged myself. I'm over here just kind of digesting some things that I, I've realized today through the word that we've talked about. So, um, Grant, you got anything else for us over there? Grant's a little chatterbox, ain't he? He's like the wisdom cannon over there. He's spoken twice, and I it's been some big stuff. I didn't know he had it in him. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just chewing his gum. I don't. <laughs> well said. Good job. Well, and I mean, it, it's just... It, it's even like this. Grant just talked about earlier about how he feels like he's at a point where everything's just like took off right now. Everything's starting because of how he's studying, how he's looking at things and for himself. And, you know, he, he started talking about unity and love and all these things. And it's like this, man, sometimes, like I mentioned the guy earlier, you just got to listen somewhere to something from the Word of God or from a preacher or from something. And you might learn the most valuable lesson. Yeah. And, and things that they, they never make the podcast that we talk about before the mics come on and the recording starts. Uh, Grant, God, God's not giving you that just for happenstance. You've you've had a lot of conversations, some a lot of providential interaction with folks that uh, God's preparing you for, and that's the way life works, man. Yeah. God didn't just put you through yeah. these things for no reason. He's preparing you. Yeah, and I, man, if I, I want to say this too, if you do have the gift of wisdom, the spiritual gift, like you understand God's word, you you've been through it, you've lived it, and you're able to understand it, pass it on. Yeah, man, that don't want to be like holding the truth and unrighteousness to be able to have all this knowledge and understanding of Scripture within you, and then not to share with anybody. Man, it's almost like, you know, God's given us opportunity to, um, it's like I, I heard an old preacher once. He said, boy, our cups are going to get full today and we're going to go out through the weekend. Our cup's going to overflow into other people. You know, he was just talking. But there's some truth behind that analogy of saying, you know, Lord, fill our cups. Yeah. You know, let us be full today. And that's what I think about. The wise men that understand Scripture, they're at a point where they've lived life and their cup's full and they have an opportunity to let their cup overrun to the cup under them, to yes. the person under yes. them. And if you have that gift, um, or maybe you don't right now, and maybe 20, 30 years from now, you just understand Scripture, pass it along, because you're going to have some young, hungry men and women, uh, you know, and like me and Grant, which we're young men, and we have tons of young ladies. You're going to have people under you or around you that they're hungry. Quick, and, quick analogy. It's that, that flowing process that keeps it from getting stagnant. Yes. If, it's not, if there's not, you know, yeah. in, incoming and always incoming, yeah. you know, it gets stagnant. Yeah. But if it flows, it, that movement uh, in and out, then, then God's using you uh, to keep uh, not only the, uh, the advancement of the kingdom, but it keeps you from getting yeah. stagnant. Yeah. Just, uh, getting uh, like a, uh, the analogy that we've used a lot is like a spiritual hoarder where I'm just coming to church and saying, bless me, God, bless me, God, bless me, God. And just taking in and taking in and taking in, yeah, and never giving out anything. Yeah, it's like sitting in a in a still body of water on an inner tube, and you're just not going anywhere. You're just floating around. Yep, man, I, I don't want to float around. I'm trying to get down the river. You know what I'm saying? I'm yep. trying to grow. And so, man, we we pray that y'all have been blessed by this, guys. Do y'all have anything before we close right here? God bless. 
God bless. I will say this, and we encouraged y'all last week. Um, be praying for us. We've got a we've got a big segment right now that we're praying over and we're working on. And it's not just the four guys in this room. Uh, we're working with our pastor and with uh, brother Jake, who came and visited us. We're bringing in the big guns. Yeah, we're wanting to get into some really deep theology. Um, a lot of people got a lot of questions of such things as uh, Calvinism, Arminianism, Universalism, Traditionalism, and we're wanting to attack. Not attack. We're wanting to educate everyone that could listen to this podcast of what those are and what's biblical about them and what's not. In ourselves. In ourselves. And yep. I feel like Alan hit it because we live in a society right now that, as Grant mentioned earlier, keyword divides. But Alan said this, and I've never heard it in my life. A lot of people like to pigeonhole each other. I still don't understand what that means. <laughs> I mean, I really don't. And yep. I... I Go ahead. Yeah. I, you, you fit in this box right here, and you fit in this box right here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Box. All right, so I've, I've learned some wisdom yeah. today from yeah. Alan. Uh, but Alan said that, you know, people like to pigeonhole and just say, well, oh, you're this group, you go over here. You're this group, you're, you go over here. Or this is who you are. And it's one of those things that when you look at theology, it's like this. And I'll, I'll be let me be the let me be the first one to go down in flames, I guess, for some some people out there. <laughs> I agree with some of the things that Calvinism teaches because they're biblical. I agree with a couple things that Arminianism teaches that are biblical. But I will say this. There are things that I believe are unbiblical about Calvinism, and there are some things about Arminianism that I believe are unbiblical. So you might be thinking, well, Hunter, where do you lie? I guess I lie in the middle. Why? Because I want to follow what Scripture says. Christian. And John Calvin, (laughs) listen, John Calvin had some things right. I mean, he opened the Bible. Like, when you look at... Uh, total depravity. You might disagree with me on this, but if you'll go to Ephesians 2.1, you can talk to God about it. Dead in our trespasses and our sins. John Calvin believed that man is totally dead in sin until Christ saves them. I agree with that 100%. I think Ephesians 2.1 is all about that. When you look at Joseph Arminian, man, that guy preached whosoever, right? He's like, anyone can be saved. Absolutely. But then you got to look at Joseph Arminian also taught, yeah, whoever can be saved, but whosoever can also lose their salvation by their own doing. And I I don't believe that's biblical at all. I think the three of us would make the sense that that's not biblical. And so we want to go through all of that. Every Calvinism, Arminianism, Universalism, and Traditionalism. And we just want to dissect them and educate everybody what they are, but then almost in a sense kind of take a stance on what's biblical and what's not about them. And then here's what we're going to do. We're going to present everything that we have to you, our listeners, and you take it and you study it out and see what you can learn and see where you think, see where you agree or see where you disagree. Because it's like Grant said, I don't have to give an grant account for Grant. I don't have to give an account, an account for the Calvinist, the Arminianist, or whosoever. I give an account for Hunter. But I will say this. I want to learn mm-hmm. what's biblical or not. Yep. And I might agree with some people on some things. I may disagree with them on other. I might agree with this part and disagree. But that's what we're going to do. And if you listen to this podcast and by the time we get done, you're like, man, them five guys right there, yeah, I'm throwing them in a barrel with all the <laughs> others, then that's okay. Um, but I think we're going to give very valid biblical stances that's all we're gonna really that's all we've talked about doing is we want to take the bible and literally like a a magnifying glass we want to take the bible and use it as a magnifying glass to look at each point that each man and each theology teaches and see if it's biblical or not and then educate you all and and share it with you all so you guys know too and uh, it'd be like this man if we knew all that stuff and didn't share it i'd feel bad i'd feel convicted because 
we have an opportunity to talk about it, and so we're going to use this stage and to do so. the that comes out of this, and I promise I'm going to be quiet after this, uh, it should do nothing more than equip a bunch of God's people to be mature, developed, rock solid in their faith, backbone like a railroad tie that has the ability to understand God's word and love it as truth and be prepared to contend for the truth. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know, listen, I've got a friend. He's reformed. I mean, man, he he's a Calvinist straight up. Do I love him to death? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to heaven? Abs- that man believes in the blood of Jesus Christ just as much as the three of us do. And Christ is the only way to heaven. Now, when me and him get breakfast every now and then, do I look at him and say, you're just wrong on this? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I think he is wrong. But that's fine because I heard Matt Chandler say this once. He was on stage and he's like, you know, they're completely wrong. And that's fine because when we all get to heaven, I'll just stand there and God, you know, I'll stand with God and God will be like, well, you were wrong. And I'll sit in the background and go, I told you so. I, t- I tried to tell you. <laughs> and that's just some humor. But, um, man, we shouldn't pigeonhole people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If somebody comes around and they're preaching another Christ, yeah, let them be a curse. But I promise you this, when we go through Calvinism, I, I think you all will be educated enough to have great biblical conversations with someone who pursues that or Arminianism, but you'll see some biblical, like, you'll see where the errors are and what they say and how they take the Bible and maybe use it a little wrongly, um, or they don't have support for what they teach. So I think it's going to be good, guys. I, I'm, we're, the three of us are excited, but we need your prayers. It's going to be a while before we get into it. We want to make sure it's prayed over and we do it right. So guys, do you all have anything else? God bless. God bless. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll He's throwing them up. Right, we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.